You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. Steven here for episode 58 of Cyber, Cyber, Cyber Time Bite. What? Cyber, it's Cyber Time Bite. Cyber Time Bite, everyone. Um, I know this isn't related to anything that's going on on this podcast, but I want to let everyone know who are who are wrestling fans just like I am that they 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 have just uploaded a a crap ton of the ECW super cards on the network. And I am glad that we're getting more ECW than we were getting before. I mean, like they already upload all the TNN episodes and all the hardcore TV episodes and all the pay-per-views, but I'm just glad they're in the super cards. Cause that's, that's what they've been missing for a long time. Hopefully they had all, all the rest of them, um, you know, going all the way to the company's death, but that's just me. Um, so today, for episode 58, I have someone who I have met twice at a convention in two different, totally different cosplays who does 100% different things 100% of the time at these conventions. Um, you probably know him as Sweet E cosplays, I think. Sweet E toxic, love. Sweet E toxic. Close enough, right? Yeah, it's close enough. I mean, at least you got the sweetie part right. Yeah, so um, I'm here with uh, Sweetie Sweetie Cosplays. What's up? How's it going, loves? Oh, it's going. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing good. It's um, it's hot. It's hell. <laughs> like, is it like ninety something degrees? I-, I didn't go outside yet. Like, I'll be honest. I just woke up at like. 12 due to like due to stuff due to like stuff that's what i'm gonna say just stuff <laughs> stuff i can't I've, say I've, stuff because it's probably like an eight this is probably like a 13 plus podcast so i'm gonna keep it as pg as possible <laughs> oh you want to know what that stuff is is Playing it part cheesy late night with the boys that's what it is <laughs> Like, I'm not joking you. It's part cheesy. That's all it was. While waiting for a movie to load up, we just, actually, I just saw Akira, uh, Akira, the 2001 dub, today, because apparently it takes place in the year 2019, where we're supposed to have, like, flying cars, or we're supposed to have, like, dirt bikes, and this whole entity of the apocalypse ruling the world in 2019. Well, guess what? Where is the apocalypse happening in 2019? Where's the flying cars? I think the only thing they got right is holographic cell phones nowadays, and we can't even master that right. I mean, like, Back to the Future Part 2 was supposed to give us the future. Eh? So far we got, so far we asked for a hoverboard? No. All we got is that solar-powered, whatchamacallit. What was it again? The one with the two wheels where you just, like, I don't know. We, well, we still haven't got Jaws 9 yet, or whatever that was. Whatever that film was. <laughs> Jaws 12, I think it was. <laughs> I don't know. We still have, like, so much to plan in the future that we still haven't gotten it yet. Now, we're still even asking for jetpacks in the 1980s. Yes, it's experimental, and yes, the prototype is extremely dangerous, but give it to us. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I want teleportation to be invented just as much as the next guy, but, like, if we can't have teleportation, give us, a, give us like, jetpacks at least with safety, safety gear so I can fly to p places without driving. Oh, no, 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 no. We need to make our iPods smaller. That's what we need. No, 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 no. We need to make our, we need to make our, <clears throat> we need to make our cell phones less destructive. It's not about the quality of the cell phones. It's about the destruction, it's about the destruction that we're going to have with them. I just cracked my phone recently, so I'm just like, oh. No, wait, wait, make the iPad smaller. Um, That's called an iPhone? <laughs> I said iPods, but okay. I don't know. Same Again, thing. My voice is like that a little bit, so bring it on. So, um, so I, I got to ask, because on the Wannabe Bootcast, where you were on before this one, um, you brought some, you brought some wrestling references. Are you a fan, secretly? Oh Jesus! Um, I used to be once upon a time, like way back in two thousand. Like this is like two thousand decades. It wasn't like two thousand ten or two thousand twenty. It was like two thousand decades, two thousands. No, two thousand. That's what I'm gonna call it. Oh. So that is like, so that's kind of like, I usually reference a little, if not a lot, from it. I think the last wrestler I remember, like the last event I remember, would be. Like AJ style, like AJ Styles being the general manager, and that's all I remember. But that's about it. Like probably everything has changed during then. So I, I could say I'm a wrestling fan, but I haven't been a wrestling fan since then. So I don't know. AJ Styles, the general manager, that had that had to be TNA because AJ Styles was in Dota E till 2016. Oh, I don't know yeah. who was the small who was a small girl AJ something or another. What? Oh, AJ Lee. No, that was the one, AJ fucking Lee. Oh, there goes my swearing. Everyone loves her, feels like. I don't know. Like, that's all I remember, to be fair. But I'm not, like, used to be, but I'm not a big fan anymore, so, boo. It's fine. I'm, I mean, like, I still watch the product today, but, like, I also, like, I'm also a subscriber to the WWE Network, too, so that means I watch all the older stuff as well, like all the old WCW and the old ECW and all that. It's... Like, I watch all that, so that's that's all cool and stuff. I get you, fam. I get you. Um, so, well, you first. I'm sorry. No, no, that's all right. Um, so, when uh, when did you and Jamel meet? Like, when? how long have you guys been friends? <laughs> okay, get the cane. Like, get the cane. Um, because it's a really old, long story. Um... It started ever since we were three, actually. Yeah. So, with me and Jamel, we weren't introduced to anime. We were more the Power Rangers kids who usually watch, like, Friday night, or who usually watches Friday morning cartoons on Fox or Friday morning cartoons on the WCW, which, you know, like, Sonic Adventures, um, Shaman King, like, when the old, an when four kids ruled the world. Yeah. Mainly. So, we we went, like, far back when we were three. Like, I remember we were talking, and then when we were seven, we, like, introduced the world of anime. We were introduced to the world of anime. Like, we us I usually watch, like... Now, this is way back when. Like, I usually watch, like, Naruto, Negima, and, like, all the other... And, like, all the other, like, Funimation animes that were out there he'd do the same thing, and we would just conference about that because it's 
it's fun talking about it was fun talking about that during our time that's when we were introduced that's how we got introduced to the anime like because we're Filipino we're curious about our culture and we noticed this one thing in Japan we're like okay let's check it out so we did that's pretty and cool now we don't look back and now we're cringy ass weebs <laughs> I um I remember uh which macaw? I remember when Beyblade ruled the world. Like there was, oh my god, it was the it was the best thing ever. And speaking of Beyblade, you I don't know if I don't know if you'll care about this, but they they just released every single ver- variation of Beyblade, complete series, all the way up to this to the one that's that came out just before the one that's airing right now, Burst Turbo. Um, which I which I'm hoping will end up on DVD after that run is over because it's still running. But do they release it on Netflix or no DVD? Oh, they release it on DVD. Who uses DVD anymore? It's all about the Blu-ray. I do. I mean, I have a DVD player. Everything I have is on DVD, except Big Hero Six. I have on Blu-ray. <laughs> so did you remember? So did you remember having like? Did you remember bringing your Beyblades to middle school when you were like little? God, I, 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 I honestly, fun fact, I honestly never owned the toy, but I loved the show, but I want to, I want to have the toy. I want to have it. I never had it though. I want to have it. I actually just remember me and my sister were like obsessed about it. Like we'd have everything. Like she was a big fan of like Kai, like the guy with the fiend, the guy with Dronzer. And she'd always get everything Dronzer, everything Dronzer. So... That was her main. Th- that was her main Beyblade. Me, I'm usually one of those people who got like the independent, not so noticed characters, like the Torch Phoenix or uh, what was what was what should we call it? I think like Drasil. I was a big Drasil fan. I don't know. Well, anyways, um, I'm talking to death about this. So tonight, so the vlog, the vlog, yes. Um, it's all about anime con life, right? Yeah, the what the this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be it could be about that. It could also be. I mean, I also want to ask you about where you start, how you started in the cosplay world, if you're okay with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Um, the cosplay world. So I've been cosplaying ever since like this is like really old, like really really old. Um, I cosplayed ever since I was in seventh grade, which is you know, everyone's first starter off cosplay. Usually people went like, usually people went so mediocre. I, I did the same thing. I started off with my first cosplay being L from Death Note. So I had the plain white shirt, random pants. Like I spiked my hair, spray painted it because like, I didn't know what to do because my sister made my cosplays when I was little. Yeah. So anyways, it went from there to my second cosplay, which is Masa Omikita. And this is all at ASIM. So I wasn't too involved in the community, but what really got me involved in the community was actually surprisingly during my college life. Mm-hmm. So it was my first time I went, so it was my first convention where I didn't spend time with like my sister nor my dad, because that's kind of our thing. We would go to the anime cons, we shop around dealers hall and that's about it. Like we didn't check out the rave until high school where it was fun, like really fun, but you know, it gets lonely when you don't have anyone to party with. So that is when college, I wanted to try something new and different with the rave. 
So <clears throat> people were taking – so what got me involved with the Costa community was I was talking with, like, a couple of people, and they were, like, saying, oh, you cosplay. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, I closet. I'm like, no, that's lame. I'm just like, okay, fine. I'll show you by actually making my own cosplay. Like, it probably can't be that hard. So I did back in, like, my sophomore year of college where I made my first cosplay, which was Jolteon. Mm -hmm. And I bought my first cosplay, which was Neo from Ruby. And this was in 2015, 2016. So I did that, and people, like, really enjoyed it. People were taking pictures of me. People liked me. So then I volunteered for Midwest back in 2016, 2017, somewhere in the no, 2016 i volunteered for midwest back in 2016 with a new cosplay it was handmade and it wasn't really great but we start somewhere it was my volcarona cosplay because i love making gaijinka so i can have that liberty and freedom and then i made my tentacool cosplay during that day and also stuck into poison ivy cosplay like i painted my whole entire body green here's a tip party city body paint sucks i'll admit that and quote me on that. Party City body paint sucks. I, Everyone's going to say that. I never used it. So I, I never used body paint ever yet. So I'll quote you on that one. <laughs> well, I, I've learned the hard way that I started using Mirror on Paradise. So anyways, so then like people wanted me to do panels because, you know, I met some people. I managed to like get along with some people. So I started watching Fairy Tale, and I started cosplaying Juvia from Fairy Tale, and people knew me from that. Whether it be my crappy closet cosplay, or my bought Chinese way too small to fit me, but it still worked cosplay. And so I started doing panel. I started doing panels then, and people started like knowing me as Sweetie Sweetie Toxic. I started doing podcasts, like very small live streams on like advices on cosplay or advices on getting along at conventions and stuff like that. So then I started getting like more of a following. So I started, kept go I kept going with it. Huh? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were mumbling. No, 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 no. I wasn't. I was listening. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I heard like a mim and mim and So I'm like, Oh my God, something happened. No, no. Anyways. No, no, I was just listening. I wasn't so, mumbling. I was listening to what you were saying. Okay, it's okay. I'm sorry. So then, like, that was my costly journey. And so, like, days kept going by. I started getting more involved in more fandoms. Then that is when My Hero Academia struck, which was Daishokan 2017 was my first time I debuted my My Hero Academia cosplay, which was Kirishima, where I painted the armor on. It wasn't that great. Like, but people still knew I was Kirishima. So that's what I loved about it. The fact that, you know, you place your advantages in cosplay. And I still kept going with it. Still kept going with it. Sooner or later, like, actually enjoying the trade. So technically, when I took my cosplay life seriously, it was 2016. Yeah. So it's 2019 now. So I've been cosplaying seriously for three years. And technically, I've been cosplaying for like seven, but I'm not going to count those. Now I started trying doing variations of other cosplays from My Hero Academia mainly. And I started doing more Gaijinka cosplay because I love more of a cosplay that gives me more free range to 
let me be creative, let me experiment more. And of course, I love my body paint cosplays because it gives me more freedom. It gives me like more time to experiment with makeup. What got me serious into makeup, though, was I was visited by my work. I work at the Phoenix Bar Nightclub in Elk Grove Village. Yeah. And so, like, I was discovered by, like, my drag mother, Lily White Towers. Give her a follow. She's amazing. And so, like, she was like, yeah, I love your cosplays. I love what you bought, what you made, but your makeup is terrible. And I'm just like, way to boost down my confidence. No one's <laughs> going to be honest with you, but your makeup's terrible. <laughs> so I started trying to learn sipping water i started trying to learn how to do makeup she started teaching me how to do it like more drag makeup which got me thinking about how to structureize the face better so that's when she introduced me to the club kit the club kit makeup which is weird abstract art makeup because she sees i do the body paint she sees i do the weird stuff so that's what she introduced me to and i never looked back ever since like anytime i do my makeup now it's always what can i do to make myself look like a shapeshifter look like i'm not sweetie anymore look like i'm not well my real self anymore what can i do to hide my face so that's what i got that's why i got involved in cosplay because it's an art that i love expressing that that's pretty that's that's a pretty that's a pretty epic backstory i mean like that a lot of a lot of here's and there's just grabbing together and coming together to make one big cosplay story right there I mean, it's not that big of a deal because people probably have, like, even better backstories. Like, somebody probably says, oh, I made my back... Oh, I cosplayed because my girlfriend... My girlfriend, she cosplays, and it's only Legacy or something like that, like a big main protagonist thing. But I'm just like, I just do it just for the art. My my back, my backstory sucks. Do you want to hear it? Oh, <laughs> no, say your backstory. You're like an anime shota now. Say your backstory. Well, first of all, I'm still trying to get into My Hero because everyone tells me to watch it. I own the game. I bought the game, but I still got to watch the anime. But still. Um, yeah, yeah. My backstory. Um, I started my first cosplay was back in 2015 when I went to my very first con in 2015, which was Wizard World Chicago, which is... The, probably the worst con I've been to because it's so corporate that I could take that it feels like the corporate fist is strangling the con community. But still, um, well, understandable. We can shit at it. We can shit on mid, um, Wizard World Chicago later. Like I got stories, but um, I, but I was Marshall Lee from Adventure Time, and it was the crappiest one you ever saw. Like I didn't, I didn't put no effort into it. I didn't shave. I didn't cut my hair. I my my outfit looked. Horrible. I didn't put any. I didn't do anything to make it look like anywhere near to what the character looks like. It just looks like me, except I'm wearing a flannel in the middle of summer. But so, and I know you're gonna hate this, but I was wearing a Homestuck shirt. What? It's fine. Like I know we took our jab at Homestuck community, so I wasn't that. It, I'm not that like mad about it. So, no, you're fine. Like, you're fine. Did you learn your lesson? Did you have fun? Yeah, I learned my lesson. I, um, I, I had one person bow down to me and wanted a picture of me because of the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. It was really cool. It was really cool, honestly. And, um, and 
I and and I know you guys took your jab at the Homestuck community, but it was Homestuck to me is it's a really good fandom. I mean, I like I mean I like the fandom because I'm not one of the crazy ones, and to the crazy ones, I go like, okay, hold your horns, kids. You guys, you guys aren't that special. True, true that. Like, if we're ready to do, if we're ready to pick on the Homestuck fandom, I'm ready. Because if you want, we can. I mean, I'm I'm, re- I'm ready to talk about it if you want to. Oh my god! Like, if this is gonna be like the same pattern, so. Anyways, are you all right? If you guys watch Wanna Be a Boo, like you already know the backstory, like my experiences with the Homestuck community. Like, some of them are like elitist when it comes to like the cosplay, even though the cosplay is like really simple mm-hmm. to make because you can buy the horns, people still like keep the makeup and stuff like that. But it does, but the bright side of what the Homestuck community has done is they've grown in numbers mainly like not in like they've grown in like other fandoms too besides just you know homestuck they've done seven universe they've done like other cosplays which inspires the body paint genre so i'm not too mad about them because i actually learned how to body paint with a couple of homestucks homestucks have painted me and some of them are like some of them like grew out of the fandom so much you don't even notice anymore yeah. like I remember when it was a big thing, it was terrible because people were cosplaying as, like, Card Cat or Gamzee or something like that. Like, I don't watch the, I don't watch the, um, I don't read the, I don't read the, um, the, the comic. I don't read the comic, but I know about some of these characters and some of these key people want to take it so seriously that, you know, we want to be the asshole. We want to be the one that, we want to be the destructive one. So that was one of the big problems with the convention because they were like, because I don't remember like the, I don't remember the codes, but there were like codes to like destroy some of the convention work. Elevators weren't working, and you probably heard this in Jamel's vlog. So, like elevators weren't working. Um, All that crazy some, crap. There was some big mess around the floors or something like that. Something obsession with buckets or something. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, the... those are like. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I just wanted to put out there. About the whole bucket thing. The whole bucket thing is like weird, and I'm not. It's it. It's kind of it, they. Hussy explained it in the webcomic as something like sexual in the in that universe. So I mean, I'm not gonna fault it. I mean, it's it's their way of doing things, if you know what I mean. But yeah. and it also is property damage. But it's also technically also property damage at the convention, which was another big concern with it. That's why they tried limiting their cosplay. That's why they tried limiting, like, cosplay, Homestar cosplayers. Like, I remember this one convention took a ban on them just because they were scared about the destruction that was at hand. And as I say this, as I repeat back in Wanna Be Avu's blog, I say this, and there's a hole in the wall in Adam Avid West. Yeah, it's a, no, they, no, they must have really liked Pink Floyd because there's a hole in the wall. I wish I got that reference, but I don't listen to Pink Floyd. I'm so sad. No, 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 because... No, you, you you never heard uh you never heard that uh that Pink Floyd song of um, uh, you're just another brick in the wall. <laughs> I do not listen to Pink Floyd. <laughs> I listen to good music like Justin Bieber. Oh no 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 no! You stop right there! You stop right there! That is not music. Music. 
I know good music when I hear it. That's not. I'm going to lose like a lot of followers for that. I'm going to go back to 972 followers. <laughs> oh, yeah. That Instagram number is going down, boy. <laughs> Fight me, America. I'm kidding. Like, fuck Justin Bieber. Like, I don't, like, I listen to some of his music, but not too much. I wouldn't call him, like, my favorite. Anyways, moving on. Like, um, I say that. Like, I say, okay. Anime event. Okay, we're done with the home suck community, but now that we're gonna get into the fuck, now we're gonna get into the actual convention community where they put holes in the walls and stuff like that. Actually, do you remember that time Anime Midwest was owned by was like at the same day as Exotica? Joe, yeah, my yeah, one of my friends was telling me about that <laughs> about how that, how was, that was actually the first Midwest where I volunteered, and I'll admit I volunteered for. I'll admit I did volunteer for the convention. I, I'm, it's it's fun. But anyways, um, so I remember like there were people who were coming up to me because I was in the sex because like my friend and I, like my friend he was in sexy cosplay. I was in like my tentacruel cosplay, and people walked up to him and they were like fucking they were like taking selfies with him, like wanting like asking him dirty things like licking his ass or something like that. Yeah, and he was like cosplaying as Tony Tony Chopper. And it was just like, he was like, no, I don't like that. I'm not, I don't flow that way. I'm gay. I'm sorry. And then, and then they walk up to me. They're like, oh my God, Pokemon Go. I want to catch this Pokemon. What are you? Um, um, Squidicool? No. Um, um, Octacool? No. I'm Tentacool. Uh, Tentasquid? No. (laughs) God. (laughs) It was like batshit crazy, so I'm like, it was a fun memory. Like it was fun while it lasted, but it was just poor planning on Exotica's part. Because they always, because Anime Midwest always has like the beginning of the beginning of the year July. Yeah. And instead of like, and instead of like moving it, they like stood their ground. Like sometimes we had like attendee, sometimes we had like Exotica attendees ask for an Anime Midwest badge, not realizing it's the wrong convention. I mean, like that. Sorry. No, not all about that porn convention. I I, re- I, re- I, re- I regularly have maybe was enjoy that and let them have their thing up there. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of fun because it was kind of fun because some of the girls like they get in the convention for free like on Friday, so some of the girls checked it out and it was like porn stars and BDSM galore, and it's just like, dude, this is this like if it was if I wasn't at a family friendly con, this place is lit. <laughs> if. So if I wasn't working at a family friendly con, and if I wasn't wearing like the volunteer shirt, this place was lit. This all hell. Like I, I went there one day. Like I went there one day with like an ex friend of mine, and that was that was when that was the day I discovered Surreal, which is the makeup company that does like the <clears throat> that does like the abstract makeups or not the abstract makeups, the very pigmented all natural vegan eyeliner. And they now sell at Anime Midwest, and they sell at Anime Central. They even sell at C2E2. Yeah. I heard they're going to sell at Ace Comic Con. So I'd say check it out. Like, another thing, like, I discovered back at, like, Exotica was this free life, which was the LGBT community going against smoking. So it was actually funny because one time they actually asked me what my fetish was, and I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't know about fetish. That's nasty. No, no, no. Your fetish is that is 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 your favorite cheese. That's all you gotta say. Because feta oh fetish, feta fetish. Get it? 
I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, if we're going to go through there, I love provolone. Provolone is always my go-to fetish. <laughs> no, no, when so, no, when, no, I'm just saying when someone says, what's your favorite fetish? Just tell them my favorite fetish is feta. There you go. <laughs> hey. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. I'm going to steal it. I'm going to quote it. I'm going to say it. Well, you can have it because I'll never use it. <laughs> unless, some, unless somebody asks me. But unless somebody asks me, hey, Steven, what's your fetish? Uh, feta. <laughs> well, you know what they say? Your sex really sounds cheesy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's good. That's that some good crap right there. Like, you set it up. I was waiting for you. I was waiting for like, the perfect opportunity for somebody to walk into it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. No, but um, no. The the close off on the Homestuck thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm a Homestuck. I love being a Homestuck. I'm the nicest. Fine. The nicest people I have ever met have been in the Homestuck community to this day. Besides a few people that were kind of eh, but still. This is I get you. Same though. Um. But um, the go- but the also finish up the conversation we we're talking about the about the 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 one convention being with Anime Midwest. I'm pretty sure people go to an adult convention just to go to Anime Midwest so you know so they can get that wink wink nudge nudge on later in the day. Oh, okay, that. We don't have yeah, to talk about it. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, are we gonna talk about it? We're gonna talk about it. No, I just brought that up that we don't have to go any more further than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sir. So, well, actually, this is a good conversation, like, Jamel brought up. And this is about the groups that we go to, go with at anime cons. Yeah. So, what are the three groups that you hang around with at anime conventions? Three groups that I hang around with. Um... Most of the time, it's just me by myself because, like, I'm not saying I'm a loner, but I just say, but like, if there, if, if unless somebody wants to come with me, it's mostly just me by myself. But for the past couple of times, um, at C2E2, obviously, you saw me and Jomel and my other friend, we were all hanging together at convention. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Midwest, it was just me and Jomel, like you saw again. And, um, but before that, it was mainly just me. I mean, I don't have any groups of certain things. It's just it's just me and whatever I, whoever I run into who's a friend of mine. And get like, hey, you want to chill around? Or if they say no, it's like, okay, cool. And I'll just go my way, you know. Well, yeah. And that's actually another way to better approach it, too. Because sometimes, like, I love meeting new people, too. Like, especially, like, when my friends, especially, like, when some of the groups are, like, doing their own thing, like, they're doing a live stream or they're doing, like, a photo shoot or something like that, and I don't want to just waste my convention just sitting there. Like, I met some of the greatest people when I, I meet some of the greatest people when I wander. Yeah. That, that's how, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because I was, like, trying to say who I met. Like, I remember I met this one, I met, like, these two uh, people that wanted to get involved with drag makeup, and I'm just like, okay, that's nice. And that was during karaoke. I remember meeting this other these other people because like they were cosplaying as Harley Quinn. I was cosplaying as this weird poison ivy back then, and they were like nice to talk to. 
but then I realized that they just want they just wanted to feel they just wanted to feel my body. Like yeah. feel like because I was like shirtless during then and the fuck and the funny thing about it is they got a little bit of the party city body paint on them. So Wait, wait, when they when they say they wanted to feel your body, what are we talking here? What are we saying here? <laughs> Chest and abs. If they went down, chest and abs. If they went down lower, I was gonna grab and be like, "Oh no, honey, <laughs> honey." Like what? Oh, honey, like, I'll do everything for you. Like, 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 like this is, this is uh, not the place or time. This is the no nos. Don't touch the no nos. Like, uh, do you know what like I said? No, like I said back in Doki Dokan, cosplay is not consent. No, no, do, no, do you know what what would have been the best thing ever is that, is that she was doing that, and all of a sudden, low blow, and, you, and, you, and you're, you're falling to the ground because you got low blowed. That would be, that'd be epic. <laughs> like a big kaya during the whole fucking thing. Yeah, like like like, like she's doing the, like, you know, she's feeling you down, and, and then when she gets to that part, she just low blows you, goes like, goes like, what kind of cosplay is that? <laughs> He's like, your cosplay's lame! Well said, Harley! Well said! Dude, you're not, you're not gonna believe- No, I gotta tell you this. I don't think I told- No, I didn't tell you, but- I hear you. Tell me. So, me and Joe Mel, my friend at C2E2, were sitting on the steps um, at, at one of the uh, cafe things I have at McCormick Place there. And, yeah. And we were sitting there. And we saw a bunch of Harley Quinns from Suicide Squad, and and she was and my friend was telling me about how she cosplays as her, and and she was like, and it, and we were talking about the cosplay, and she says like, no no no, I have the shorts that, that like cover like the backside like completely, and I was, and so I was like, oh so you have those, and like and then there's the kind that that release the cheeks. <laughs> yeah. And, and we and we broke out laughing. <laughs> Hashtag release the cheeks. <laughs> Hashtag release the cheeks. SS. Oh god, that sounds like the pur next purge cat. That sounds like the next purge catchphrase. Watch, they're gonna release another fucking catchphrase. They're gonna release another purge movie, and they're gonna be like, release the cheeks. All of a sudden, you see like these brands of killers like fucking showing their bare asses. <laughs> Like twerking all over the protagonist or some shit like that. Yeah, and it's like, and it, and it, and, and all you hear is. Ch -ch <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I've done my share of sexual cosplays. I've done my share. What? Um, actually, the funny story. It was Daishokan, and I was so proud of my Umbreon cosplay because I was trying to be this like Egyptian voodoo Umbreon. Yeah. Okay. So I had these golden Rocky Horror Picture Short inspired shorts. Yeah. And I painted my I painted like rings around my legs and my arms and like these voodoo enchantress inspired tattoos from Suicide Squad. Ironic we're going back to Suicide Squad. Yeah. So I was practically almost I was practically almost naked. And so like this is my mistake. So I was walking around the convention all casually all nicely, like, think, and I also had, like, a sweater to cover my backside, just in case my ass was showing. Yeah. So, anyways, like, there were these people who, like, constantly walked up to me be like, the fuck? The fuck? This is a child-friendly environment? This is my Speedo! <laughs> like, I kept yelling at them, like, this is my Speedo, like, I didn't get, so, anyways, they were like, oh, that's, that, that's nasty, that's nasty. So then I sang a karaoke, and they're like, Oh, never mind. You're part of the burlesque show. 
And I'm just like, oh, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> like, yeah, apparently, apparently they thought I was part of the burlesque show. That's why I dressed, like, in this esoteric cosplay. No, I just felt confident. I'm sorry. My theory is the more skin you show, the more confident you'll be. Well, I'm not, well, I mean, well, well, there's a limit to that. I mean, just don't show your penis and then you'll be fine. Yeah, don't show the penis, the nipples, and the ass crack, and we're going to be fine. But the more skin you show, the more, you know, the more confident you'll be in your body. That's what I usually try encouraging, like, some of the people who are, like, sensitive about their body, because there's always something attractive about somebody's body, whether you think so or not. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, that's true. I mean, they're, they're, everyone, has, everyone has their, has, has something, I, I mean... I respect all anyway, so it does. So I mean, like, if you feel confident in what you're doing, then go for it. Like, I'll respect it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I wanted to talk to you about something. Hopefully, you're okay with talking about. It. Um, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Um, what me? So, are you, so? Do you consider yourself so? Be so. So I don't get this wrong. You consider yourself as gay, right? Like, just straight. Yes, gay. I do. Yes, I do. I am gay. I am a gay cis white male. What well, gay cis white Filipino male? But what um what was your decision into becoming that? Like what 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 made you go like look in the mirror and go like this is where I am today? Okay, okay. Now we're reaching these stories. Um, is that okay? So, yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely. Um, I think I discovered it. Like, I kind of, like, discovered it back in high school. In grade school, like, I was known... In in grade school, I was known to be, like, a little feminine. Like, I was always, like, prancing around and doing all that stuff. And, like, trying to do that. But anytime I tried blending in, like, playing soccer with the boys, I couldn't. Or something like that. And what really made me discover it, kind of, sort of, was during high school when, you know, I found this one attractive dude... Like I tried, hit, I tried talking with a girl or two here or there, just to see if I was or not. But it didn't feel right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's take this for example. Have you ever like got asked by some of the girls in high school, "Hey, who do you find attractive?" Like on a scale of one to ten. So they kept asking me like all the girl questions, like, "Okay, what girl do you find attractive?" And I'm just like, and they were like asking me the random girls, like, "Oh, I don't know, um, Annie uh, Mikowski." This is just a random name. This is just a random name, and I'm just like. Uh, seven. So I'm just so they have to ask me like, okay, what about this girl? Uh, seven. Okay, not everyone can be a seven. So then they so then I'm like, okay, so you know what? Let's reverse this game. How do you feel about this boy? How do you feel about this boy? How do you feel about this boy? So then, like, they answered their questions and I didn't say anything, like, because I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Because they didn't think they didn't think like, oh, it's a Catholic school. He's not gay. Like, I came from a Catholic school. So then I really discovered it when I was a junior, senior in high school when, you know, I felt like I looked at somebody and I thought, damn, you are so hot. And it was a guy, and it was a guy, like, so anyways, I just kept formulating, okay, for now on, because I'm still questioning, I'm calling myself bi for now, because, you know, if my dad found out I was gay, I'd have my head on a platter. My, then I came out during freshman year of college to my mother, and she's like, I'm just confused. I don't know what this gay thing is. Like, are you, do you like men? It's like, yeah. Are you, are you going to be a woman soon? No. 
It's just I'm a guy who likes guys. So then, like, I told my aunt from the Philippines, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, we called it. And her and my other aunt were, like, betting money. And she's like, so he's going to confess he's gay. No, he's going to confess he's bi at first and then say he's gay. Wait, for how long? How long long were they betting that on? I don't know, and I'm scared to find out. They just have that magical power to see which cousin's going to come out as gay. Because, like, two or three of my other cousins, they're lesbians. So I'm, like, the only gay guy so far in the Philippines, so far in my Filipino family. So anyways... So that's kind of my story. It's just I slowly find out because even to this day, like I visit those same high school girls again because we shared the same class back at college. I'm a graduate now. And they asked me, so let's play this game again. I said, I said, okay, because they kept up with my social media. They said a random boy name like, okay, let's this is made up. So let's say Bob Boberson. Yeah. And I'm like, nine. And they say like another boy name. I'm like, two. They say another boy name, I'm like, seven. And, like, my numbers vary a lot, so I was really proud to say that. That's really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you were, able to, you were able to come out and be who you wanted to be, and you are living who you want to be, you know? All I got to say is, the less fucks you give, the better your life actually will be. It's one of the lessons that I constantly say, but... In reality, it's not like anyone, not not a lot of people follow it because people are too concerned with like the social medias or walking on eggshells or something. So in my retrospect, it's all about, do you really care or do you just want to integrate a society so you can feel good about yourself? So the less fucks you give, the better your life will be. So, so yeah. That... Yeah, that, yeah. So, um, so, like, did, so, um, did, did that, so, did that help you when you started doing cosplay, or was cosplay, like, a different sort of level that came into your life after that? The cosplay came into my life before I found out I was gay. So how did that really? So how did cosplay really affect my homosexuality? Well, without it, I would not have discovered drag. Without yeah. it, without it, I would never discover like crossplay or all that. So the thing with me is, anytime I cosplay, it's sort of any form of LGBT appreciation. Yeah. So when I do like my drag cosplay, which is like, you know, Juvia Lockster, my Jigglypuff my Caterpie cosplay, which are, like, both drag looks. They help me administer, like, this feminine side I never really get to expose, and it helps me, like, shapeshift into something that makes me feel not comfortable, but more unique. Yeah. Because I don't have the... Because I'm not, like, trans... I'm not transgender. So, anyways... So then if I cosplay in like my male cosplays, my shirtless cosplays, which is my Kirishima, my sexy Harley Quinn Todoroki, or anything that exposes my shirt, my Lycanroc, my let's see if let's see if I have my cosplays. Wait. Uh, like I can't think of most of them at the top of my head. Wait a minute, I be, wait before you go on. You were the Todoroki Harley Quinn thing when I met you the first time, right? 
Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, no, that, that's why that's why I was like pointing to my friend, like, because my friend does the Harley Quinn cosplay, and she's like, and I was like, hey, she knows a lot about, about that character. <laughs> I know, because I don't know crap about Harley Quinn, and I, and I, and I don't know crap about Todoroki yet. I mean, both un- both like tantalizing backstories, both abusive backstories, and at the end of the day, if you fuse them together, they're actually a cute couple. So, so you basically so you basically took a ship and you put them together and you made it into a cosplay, a cosplay ship. Um, kind of. My idea for car for Hod- for Todoroki Harley Quinn was I loved the co- I loved like the makeup design and the concept for the new Harley Quinn, yeah. and like with the pink and blue cotton candy feel but then i still wanted to pay respects to to the original colors which was the red and black yeah so when i made the cosplay like i bought it off good i bought like the jacket off of goodwill i mean not goodwill um whatchamacallit uh wish.com and it wasn't my size so i decided to shish kebab it but then i look at it i'm just like yeah i could turn this into a harley quinn cosplay so i did and i always love amplifying like cosplays, like fusing cosplays together because, again, like I don't want to be restricted for a cosplay to be all about precision. Yeah. So that's when I made the hammer. That's when I made Todoroki. That's when I like bought the Todoroki wig. And that's when I like tried experimenting with the makeup. And it turned out more beautiful day by day. Like before I debuted Harley Quinn Todoroki at DaishoCon, but it was so minuscule that no one knew what it was. So now with C2E2, it was like a more modern, more beautiful version of it. And I love that cosplay so much, actually. It's one of my favorite cosplays. But a cosplay that's broken because I lost the zipper. To, um, to, so, so if that means that you're wearing red and black, does that make you part of the wolf pack? Get, get it? Get, the red, I get it. The red and black. I get it. <laughs> yes, I get it. Do you, do you know what I should oh, do? No, do you know what I should do? I yeah. should buy you an MWO Wolfpack shirt, give that to you, and be like, here, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I thought so. Yeah. Like, back to the subject, like, most of my, most, not all my cosplays resemble small forms of LGBT. Yeah. Either shirtless body pos, either like the drag queens or like the shirtless, pos- the shirtless body positivity ones. So that's kind of like what I wanted to administer in my cosplays a little bit because there's always something to be proud of inside of you. There's always something like new that you can discover about yourself, whether it be like, you know, you love dressing up in this certain color or certain cosplays make you act a certain way. Like I remember when I'm in like my Kirishima cosplay, I'm like the biggest bundle sweetheart and I'm always like smiling, always nice or something like that. But when I'm in, like, my drag cosplays, especially my Jigglypuff, especially, like, my Caterpie, I'm always in this weird roasting sass mode that I'm like, I love this so much. So that's, like, another good reason for me to cosplay because I love shape-shifting into these characters, yeah. Does it... Is there a cosplay... I mean, we, we, we already said that, that... Or you already said that Todoroki... Harley Quinn together favorite cosplay, but what's the cos what's the cosplay that you're like? Eh, I don't like this one at all, really, but I do it anyway. Mm, 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 mm. Let me like recap everything in my structural life 
the cosplay, like that was one of the cosplays that I was like really iffy about. My Celebi, my Celebi from Doki Doki 2019. And another cosplay I would say I was iffy about because it was another concept that nobody got was my Riku cosplay from Ace Den 2018. Yeah. Because that was like so rushed and I didn't have like the set, I didn't have like the um, daggers to say I was this cosplay. But it was not the best one because like it was just me it was just me wanting an excuse to be shirtless. That's let's let's face it, it was just an excuse for me to be shirtless. And I Sorry. It was one of those weird androgynous cosplays, which I'm just like, eh, I'm not a fan of. Because there was something that, it felt like something went wrong with it. No, I get it. So, I mean, like, we all get, we all have our low points for our cosplays at some point. So those were like the top two cosplays that I'm like iffy about. And probably to end that question, I'd also have to say my Arcanine from 2017 anime midwest because that was like another rush concept it was my first time experimenting with tribal body paint and no one knew what the pokemon was they thought i was the cowardly lion they thought i was tony the tiger they thought i was hobbs from they thought i was hobbs and like they kept like saying all these meme jokes they thought it was flareon yeah. Oh my god, no, it was so funny. Like I was do I was like talking with one of my friends and they're like, Oh my god, I love your arc I lo- I love your Flareon. Well, honey, I'm Arcanine. <laughs> like, dude. Like <laughs> It gets even funnier, it gets even funnier because she sees because my friend she sees me again, I'm just like, Oh yeah, by the way, one more thing. I'm like, Oh yeah, what? I love your Tony the Tiger cosplay. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> no, no, no. They kept going. They kept going. They're like, they're like, oh, no, no, no. But seriously, though, but seriously, though, uh, what was it? What was it? Nice cool cat. I'm just like, okay, now, now it's thrown. Now, now hands are getting thrown. Like, now hands are getting thrown. You're going to call me cool cat? Go, please. <laughs> so that was another cosplay, which is kind of like I found a little iffy. But I've improved upon it. Like it's a new Lycanroc now. Like check out my face. Check out my Facebook. I just recently put a picture on it. Check out my Instagram. I just recently put a new picture, comparing the two cosplays, the night and day Lycanroc cosplays, and it was. And now it's now it turns out to be like one of my most favorite. I I don't I don't think I follow you on Instagram. I follow you on Facebook. Oh, I'm friends with you on Facebook, but I'm not. I don't follow you on Instagram yet. <laughs> okay, let me tell you. Let me tell it this time. Okay, viewers. Link. No, link down. me. Yeah, link me. <laughs> write this down. My username is Sweet3Toxic on my TikTok and on my Instagram. Follow me. That is Sweet, S W E E T, the number three, Toxic, T O X I C. I. I. No, I'm just going to. No, I, I. I gotta get. No, I gotta bring this up, but I. I know that your name is Sweet E Tossic Cosplay, but it'd be so freaking funny if if you were like if you were to take your drag gim- your drag thing and make it like your like a wrestling gimmick for yourself. I feel like you'd be called Sweet T and be it'd be the fourth member of the New Day. <laughs> I had so many variations of Sweetie that like I just stuck with a big E. I'm sorry, I can't do the big Sweet T because it's just like it's so awkward. 
because people are going to call me sweet toxic and I'm just like, no, 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 no. But I know what you mean. I'm just like, I find that funny because I, my psychology is if you're going to host a drag show, always pretend it's a wrestling match and always be like hyped up and angry. And I, that's what I always love. Like, I love that name so much. So, um, what, so, um, what, what got you into doing the, the, the drag stuff? Like, like, was it like a thing that was like, not, I know who I am, I know what I do, and I'm going to use it for this? So. This was, this just, this just came spur of the moment, actually. So I did it when I was, so I did crossplay before, and my drag mom, she like discovered I did crossplay. And, you know, I came into the bar one day, like, showing my drag stuff, like, ready to go. And that's when they said, okay, your makeup is terrible. So I started getting into it. And then, like, my bar, they asked me, hey, listen, our one of our queens can't make it. Can you, take, can, you t- can you fill in her place? I'm just like, sure, we'll have somebody do your makeup, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just like, okay. So it happened, and it was my first show, so I wasn't, like, as... And to be fair, I love this makeup artist, Dearest, but it wasn't Sweetie because she wanted to really expose me as a fish, like a real girl, and I wanted to be an anime character. I always do, like, big white eyes now. And it's my thing now, so... Now, like... Now it's been, like, a Sweetie signature now, ever since. So, anyways, like... Then I got a little curious about the drag scene that I started competing for more shows. And I told my manager, the next time you hire me, it's not for fill-in. It's because you want, it's because you want me. So I tried to, so I tried like proving my man, I tried proving my manager that I can do it, that I can be a drag, that I can be a sickening drag queen by signing up for these competitions outside. And that's when people like started to know who I was. And then like, I met some drag queens that actually wanted to get into the convention scene. But the problem is, like, they say money's an issue. And I'm just like, oh, no, you spend the same amount of money as you do in cosplay as you do in drag. So it really depends. And both entities, uh, the drag, oh, God, the cosplay and drag community are going to hate me for this. But the same entities are similar. They're not the same thing, but they are similar mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, it's really easy to get into it. That's my opinion of it. Like, people say, oh, no, it's different because just because it is. And I'm just like, well, you still have to learn how to brush wigs. You still have to learn how to contour just to, like, get your face popping in pictures. You still have to make your own outfit. It's still, like, a lot to it. And some of these girls, like, in the cosmic community use drags, use drag illusion makeup to make their boobs bigger, to make their to make their um, hips wider, to make to do something or another, just because, like, usually they want to pay homage and respect to the character. And some of the people even do, like, the eyebrow covering. Some people even do, like, some of the new traps I see at conventions, they now tuck, and they now, like, do the whole face just so they can surprise men with their deep voices. So now that's becoming a new, so now that's becoming a new thing. Like, using drag techniques to incorporate in cosplay... And some cosplay techniques incorporated in drag, which I find really great. <clears throat> so do you, so, so I, I gotta ask: Do you get paid to do this to do this stuff and and the cosplay? Um, as like a job sort of thing, like as like a side job if it's not your main job. 
in the cosplay world, I don't get paid. Like, if I do, like, volunteers and panelings and whatnot, I get the free badges, yeah. but I don't get, like, I don't get, like, the hotel, I don't get, like, a free hotel. I yeah. get, like, <clears throat> I get, like, the free, I get, like, a free badge for doing four panels and some shows here and there. Like, the last show, like, the last, like, the last one I did was DokidoCon. Yeah. Like, I saved $60 in badge work just for doing their Doki Doki Drag Show, judging their anime idol, and doing two panels at the side, which are my body paint tutorial panel and my singing tutorial panel. So, then... Yeah, I do, but like, don't legit? ask me to sing right now because my voice is dead. I know, but like, um, le- but, like, legit, like, not just karaoke stuff, you legit sing? I I'm a, I graduated with mu- with a with a degree in music composition and general music. Yes, I do sing. Wow, that's really cool. Have you made an album yet? Um, not yet because I'm not like an original comp. I'm not really like an original composer yet, and I yeah. still want more. I still want like more experience how to do this and a partnership with like someone who knows instrumentations and bar and like bands and stuff and some stuff like that. But I do sing. That's cool. Um. But anyways, like technically the be- technically my pay is a free convention, so it does give me publicity. And sooner or later, when I do develop that popularity, like I will potentially get like money for the convention or something like that. But I'm not really banking on it because I'm still new to the trade. Technically, I'm still new to like the whole convention scene still. Because there's still more things to learn in convention life. There's still more animes being released. And there's still more things I would do before calling myself famous. Because I'm not really that famous yet. Yeah. Like, my Instagram's writing on 1,100 followers. So it's not that big like everybody else's. Hopefully your panel... Hopefully, if I... Spoiler alert, I guess, but um, hopefully your panels don't go over my panel, which I hopefully I get um, at Dice Show. I'm doing a Cyber Time Bite panel at Dice Show this year. Hopefully I get it, and if I do, hopefully you'll be able to join along if your panels aren't happening at the same time. Nice. Um, I don't know. I turned in three panels plus a dra- plus you know the plus the Dice Show drag show. I might be I'm trying my best to be a part of. Like I'm trying to earn, earn these queens respect, so that's why I'm like fighting to like get my makeup better, get better outfits. And I'm also going to try my best to audition for the burlesque show because I've done that before and they know me. So yeah, <laughs> um, I hope they don't overlap really because I actually would want to be a part of that part, part of that channel or part of that uh, panel. It, it would be, it would be, uh, it even better. I should get some, I should get someone who's dressed as like peach Daisy or some kind of queen of some sort, and and then and and it would be so funny to ask me like like would you drag me across the floor? You want me to literally make a joke where you're just as the queen, and you want me to drag you across the floor and and say and literally say I'm dragging your literal drag queen. I'm, I'm a drag. goddamn drag queen. Keep dragging me, slave. I will do that. I will do that for Doki Doki. I mean, I will do that for Daishokan because I think I have like a queen cosplay prepared just in case. Like I'm going to, like I want to dress up as I want to do my Caterpie for Doki for Daishokan again because I never wore that in a long time. Oh god. I mean like I mean like if if you show up my panel and you happen to ask that question and you happen to be ready and prepared, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it for the fans. 
Do it for the fans, do it for the memes, do it for the followers. I, I, I do. Hell, I'll even bring, I'll even bring ghost pepper hot sauce. If you reach <laughs> 1 million, if you reach 1,000 to 10,000, I don't know how many subscribers you have in your podcast. If you reach like 1,500 subscribers, you will chug that whole bottle of ghost pepper. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. That's one thing I will not do. I will not do ghost pepper or Caroline Reaper crap because I have a friend who does that stuff. And I, I, he, he, he told me the repercussions of that, of doing all that. And it's just like, dude, don't want any per that. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, my one from from Ohio. His name is Bo, and he, you, you may know him as Boaster on YouTube, but he, yeah. he, he like, he like, has like all these ghost pepper things. Does ghost pepper challenges, Carolina Reapers, and he eats them like, like one, two, three, four, and then he tells me four days later that he's on the he's on the toilet for five for five hours. <laughs> it's no balls, no balls, Stephen. Oh. No, I, I like a kick. I like a kick in my food, but I don't like that much of a kick. <laughs> like, I'll, like, I'll do it just for, I'll do it for the fans. <laughs> you know what? How about this? How about this? This is a promise by Sweetie Toxic. Yeah. If I reach 2,000 fans before, before Daisho Khan, I will do a shot of... Any random hot of ghost pepper. Well, oh. And I will mind you this. I do not handle spicy well. So this is a treat for all of y'all. I'll even do it. <laughs> well, you do the- drag, Cosplaying is Flareon, or cosplaying is like any sort of fire type Pokemon. Just for you guys. Just for the fans. <laughs> Wait, will will you do will will you do the the literal sauce called the end? Yes, I will. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll take a shot of ghost pepper just for the fans. Just for the freaking fans. Just if I reach 2,000 subscribers before Daishokan. Godspeed to you. Godspeed to you. in your books, Daishokan. And I will do it like... I don't know what panel I'll do it in. I'll do it in my body paint one on one panel at the end of the battle, maybe. I'll do it in my poke I'll do it in my Pokemon game show panel. Hell, I might even do it like during my Snatch game panel. But if all of those do not intertwine with the cyber panel, I'm gonna do it at the cyber panel. You, like, you, at the end of, like at the end of the cyber panel, the last fifteen minutes, I'll be like, okay guys, bottoms up. <laughs> No, I'll even do it when while someone's talking. Just be like, like, okay, it's twelve forty-five. Okay, like it's like fifteen minutes till the panel ends, and the guy's like still going. It's just like so. Anyways, I just love everything about cyber. And here's me just slowly just drinking it. <laughs> All of a sudden, like it's like twelve fifty. It's like twelve forty-six. Like because I probably imagine the panel's gonna be like eleven or some shit like that. It's gonna be twelve forty-six, and I'm just gonna be like. <laughs> And either two of these are gonna happen. Everyone's gonna stop for me, or the guy who's talking is gonna keep talking. No, no. Like ten bucks said, this is going to happen. Two thousand followers on Instagram. <laughs> fucking bring it on. No, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be sitting on stage, and I'm gonna be looking at you doing this, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just for the first time in my life gonna break out sto- a stone cold and be like, like if, like if I, if anyone wants, wants me to go down there and give that guy a milk or bread, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I mean, like, Godspeed on you on that one, but I would never do that because I, I, I can't take that. I can't take that kind of pressure. Actually, no. The worst challenge I've actually heard. So this came from Camp Wanakiki's winner, Pagan Holiday, who we met at DaishoCon. Yeah. She said this challenge. She said this challenge better for the for the fans. If I reach two thousand, it's either I'll do the hot sauce challenge or I'll do the hockey tequila challenge. Or no, not rugby. Rugby tequila challenge. You take a shot of the tequila, you snort the salt, and put the lemon juice in your eye. Guessing I'm straight edge because I would never do any of that. <laughs> I'm gonna do it for the fans. Well, that's <laughs> one. That. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not breaking my straight edge for the fans. <laughs> I'll do the hot sauce for the fans, or the or the or the rugby shot for the fans. I'll do anything for the fans if I reach two thousand subscribers for Daishokan. Bets. Are you almost there though? Are you like? Are you? Are you saying you're I gonna? Nine hundred more fans to find. Nine. How are you gonna find nine hundred more fans before then? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You, you better no. You no. You better. You better rub. You better rub your 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 shirtless chest up to many to to many cosplayers and be like, follow me. <laughs> probably not gonna happen. No, watch because I'm probably gonna get, no, because I don't know how we're gonna get it. But you know, I know that's why I made the challenge because I know damn well I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> watch like a million people are watching this right now. Be like. I want to see this shit. I want to see this shit. Follow, 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 follow. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, follow. <laughs> She's not even alive anymore, though. <laughs> no, Marilyn Monroe. No, you know what? Screw it. I'm not even gonna do that. I'm gonna even cost. I'm gonna even cosplay one of the fucking pop team epic people, and just all of a sudden, not safe for the fans. Hey, can someone get this chick some water? Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> No, 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 no! It'd be so funny if you if you go if you go to the con as a Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, um, cosplay. Somebody should be Meatloaf because Meatloaf was in the movie for five minutes, but it was a good five minutes. <laughs> it was the best five minutes ever. Ever, Eddie. Um, what what is your what 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 is your taste in music? Uh, J pop, J rock, EDM, like. To be fair, I'll listen to anything except for country. So, um, so, so wait, but you'll listen to anything. How do you not know Pink Floyd then? <laughs> I don't, I didn't listen to Pink Floyd. I said I will listen to anything. I didn't say I listen to everything. Wait, wait, have you, have you heard, you ever heard of Iron Maiden before? I have heard of Iron Maiden. I haven't heard of their songs because, like, I don't usually watch metal religion. I don't watch metal. I don't uh, listen to metal. I never um, listened to metal recently, or listened to metal too much. Like probably the last time I listened to metal was technically yesterday when I went to this bar called The Exit in Chicago down North Avenue. Yeah. And it's a metal bar, and I usually go there like from time to time just to like try something different. Have you? So, uh, I mean, Metal. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know Metallica. Everyone knows them. What's Metallica? I can't say it with a straight face. <laughs> you know Metallica. You know Garage Inc. Damage Inc. <laughs> What's Metallica? 
You don't... I can't say with a straight face. I can't say that shit with a straight face. I fucking know what Metallica is, darling. You you don't know them? I know Metallica, darling. I know Metallica. It was a joke. Yeah, I know. You don't know Metallica? I don't know metal. <laughs> metal? I thought it was just banging fucking metal things together just to create music. <laughs> I thought it was just I thought it was just slamming swords on the walls just because it's metal it's metal enough. Oh man. <laughs> um no that's funny. So so like um what what so what's your favorite con? Favorite con of all cons that you've been to? Don't, don't, don't ask me that question. Is that every con is pointing a gun to my head? Shit. Okay. Uh, my favorite cons. My top three. Let's go with my top three. Okay. Jokido Con in Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> Kalamazoo, the, the the name that broke Jaron. <laughs> Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. <laughs> Kalamazoo. <laughs> yeah, and what's, what's number two, number three? while also exposing like new forms it's like entertainment's paradise in this convention no wait wait what was number two because you cut out when you were saying it oh no i didn't say number two yet um because like dogi dokan was like entertainment entertainers paradise for singers dancers idols they just recently got their drag show in and guess who ran it sweetie toxic not the bag but anyways um my second favorite convention would be Anime Central, because that's always been, like, my that was my first convention ever. Yeah. Like, my very first convention ever. And it's always great seeing the familiar friends again, seeing everybody, like, everybody in the convention community. And even new people, and people I've seen, like, in high school and college that go to the convention... And they always see me, like, in my garbs, and I'm just like, hey, Lamau, I remember you. And finally, my third favorite convention, oh, God. It's a, it's actually, I mean, not to say Daishokan. Like, I really wanted to say C2E2, but to me, like, we're talking anime conventions, so my, my third favorite con is Daishokan. Because it's a small, it's a small Kalahari convention, and it really stepped up its game with like the entertainment. And the rave is so badass that I can't even. The rave has never been my thing, and I, I know this may be a shoot, but um, but I hear too many sexual sexual harassment stories from the rave. Like seriously, like you you don't know how many people tell me stories about oh I've been touched there. Somebody went do this. Somebody did this to me. Someone took me into a corner and did this to me. And it's like, like why would I why would I want to go somewhere where I hear millions of sexual harassment stories? I mean, it's different for me just because it's different for me just because I usually go with a group, and we usually like get each other's backs like at this at like this type of event. Like, there's some people who like don't know when to say "get the fuck away from me," or when some people who don't know don't know the word "no." So I understand that, but my tip is always go with a group and always like be observant, sem- like be a little semi-observant of what goes on, because. 
like I remember like when I was at the rave once upon a time I had this one girl like pick I had this one girl when I was like in high school pick me up and wanted to dance with me I'm just like no no stop no stop no but that's like my only horror story at the rave like usually with others it's totally different I guess it really depends who you're who you're just around it really depends who you're around it really depends the group you're tangling with I mean, I mean, you you have a rave group, right? Because you have like five groups that you hang around with when you're not wanting to hang. Yeah, and usually my drunk boy group is my rave group, because there's numbers. We have like large numbers. There's like usually a maximum of five, but a minimum of three. Yeah. Or a minimum of two. It's just either me and another guy. But we usually like always have each other's back when it comes to like the convention or the rave or something like that. But if someone wants to dance with another person, all you have to do is just ask. That's all you have to do, people. If you want to dance with another person, just ask. If they say no, suck it up and take the rejection. It's like a job interview. Just suck it up and take the rejection if they don't want you. It's like... Don't force it. Don't force it around there, or else, you, or else you're handling sicky area, which gets you tackled down by the cops. I've seen that, actually, and that's fucking hilarious, actually. What, like... like here, me and my friend were having, like, a meaningful conversation about romance and LGBT freedoms and stuff like that. All of a sudden, we just see this one guy in, like, a furry suit running away from the cops as the cops, like, tackle his furry suit down and start, like, handcuffing him. And, like, it's just, like... <laughs> it's funny because it's a fucking fursuit. It, that's funny. Like I can't with that. It, no, it was a it was a guy in a fur in a furry suit who got tackled down and handcuffed. Yep. <laughs> like like furry down, furry down. Like furry down. I can't get up. Squeak, squeak. No, no you want to hear something funny that I was thinking about that would be so freaking funny that if it happens. Um, what is it? So, so. Okay I, okay, I gotta go into the past the, the ex- and explain that before I explain what I'm about to explain. Um, so, okay. ba- so back in the late 90s when Limp Biscuit was the biggest thing around, um, they, the, the, the EC, no, ECW did a uh, thing where they, where they had one of their superstars go on stage and literally trash talk uh, Fred Durst in front of an arena full of Limp Biscuit fans. And, 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 they fr- and they freaking had like, had like a segment where they had like one guy come on stage and, and bash the guy that was trash, trash talking Fred Durst over the head with a chair. So, yeah. but, but so, so what I was thinking about the, about my idea is that maybe it would be so cool if they had like some, like, like not John Cena, but like some heel, like, uh, trying to think like randy orton or something shows up at the convention and he comes on stage and he's trash talking the dj at the rave and he's going like do you know this music is trash garbage i don't know why all these people are here here anyway and all that stuff and then all of a sudden like either me or some other or john cena or someone comes on stage and and the dj's holding randy orton and he takes and john cena takes a chair or something and just he just like bashes this guy he just bashes orton over like a million times over and he and he and he put he does his thing with the with the hands and he goes like and everyone's like yeah and the rave keeps going <laughs> so something cool. tells me you didn't go to the deadlift uh, deadlift lolita concert did you that ha- that actually happened yeah no, everything tell- you just said Mine is like the Randy Orton propaganda stuff happened at Deadlift Lolita concerts. No, who who uh, who was it? How that happened? 
like I don't know because I wasn't there, but I saw videos. Like it was just like random security, like random security guards that it was planned out. So random security guards like running up saying it's too loud, this music's too loud. So then like the three, so then like the three people, Lady Beard and the other two girls, they were like bashing they were like bashing RKOing attitude adjusting like showing off them wrestling moves to the security guards and then went back to the concert and they were just like hyped up yelling angrily yeah yeah so it was a treat I should have been there but I don't want but I never listened to Deadlift Lolita like I should but Jesus it was something that no that I would I would love to see that happen today I haven't seen that been done since that thing I was telling you about, but that would be that would be like so freaking epic if that actually were to happen in 2019. my brother. Daishokan. Yeah, Daisho. I'm hoping Daisho will be really good. I mean, I'm going to be with a bunch of people that I know and and like, and really, and it's really really going to be fun. And um, are you, who are you going with? Are you going with like? all five of your buddies or groups or whatever you have going on over there? Usually usually the Ray friends don't go to out-of-state cons unless they're volunteering for them. But my people that I go with is the cos- is my panel group, which is like Derpy Love Cosplay, um, Umbreon Girl Cosplay, who, if you haven't seen her makeup, if you haven't seen her makeup, Rub shoulder, rubs shoulder, scrubs it wait, off. I wait. did her makeup for Dokyocon. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is is she? Is her name? Uh, is that is that that uh, that Sarah? Sarah Martin, yes, sir. She was on my podcast. Oh yeah. Well, Sarah Martin, Umbreon girl. I'm rooming with her again. Um, I usually room with her at like out of state cons like these. But the funny thing about it is, she. I did her makeup for uh, Persephone's from. Uh, Laura Olympus. I still need to. I still need to read the mon- I still need to read the comic book because it's actually because it's actually quite interesting, and everyone's getting into it. So, anyways, like, so anyways, like that's another person I'm rooming with, yeah. and a couple of other people, and they're just like the panel love livers more than the panel love livers slash panelists slash. Yeah, um, mainly cosplay for the photo shoots, kind of cosplayers, but they're still fun to hang around with. So they're really interesting. I mean, like, I mean, like, I met I met Ambrian girl at Midwest, um, not this year, but last year. Um, yeah, she, she didn't go this year. She 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 was nice. I mean, she, she really was. She's um, like the biggest thing her ever. Um. But uh, but you but um, I can send you the link to her to her interview, uh, the Cyber Signbite interview, if you want if you want to listen to it. Yeah, sure. I'd love to see that. So, we've been doing this for an hour and twenty two minutes. Hour twenty two. <laughs> it's not crazy. It's not. It's actually kind of crazy. Like, I'll admit that. <laughs> no, no, no. The no, the longest I've ever gone was two hours. A third hour not recorded for episode seven. That's how crazy that. That's how crazy Law and I went one time. Nice. Um. But uh, yeah. I think unless you have anything you want to ask me, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm, I. I think I thought of everything I can think of. Mm, I don't <clears throat> think so. Unless you're a gamer, are you a gamer? 
Oh, I do play a little bit of games here and there. I play more League of Legends than anything else, though. Wait, you don't, wait, you don't play, like, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, N64, none of that? Uh, I used to play that. I, I used to play that. I used to play, like, PS1, though. Like, I used to play Legend of Dragoon, Spyro, uh, Crash Bandicoot. Like, I still, am in, I still play, like, a lot of the fighting games most of the time, but I'm not that great at them. Like, I just, like, call me call me a noob but i just played um i just played uh mortal kombat 11 last weekend at dokidokan yeah so and it's funny because i did a devora cosplay inspired by mortal kombat 11 and it's just like that is just like you cosplayed the series but you haven't played the game yet so fight me america <laughs> wait a minute Wait a minute, I gotta ask too. Or do you know about the Neo Geo? Then, you know that fighting the game. Geo. I do not know about the Neo Geo. What's the Neo Geo? Educate me. So, a Neo Geo is a con is the most expensive console you could ever get your hands on. Unless you were rich when you were younger, you never owned one because the console itself was five hundred dollars. Jesus. And the games were were either, and the games were I think were like. I think they were also like four. I think they were like four hundred dollars. In the lower end games, were fifty dollars. How? That's a little expensive there. Yeah, so that that's why that's why if it was, that's why if you're if you're rich, that's how you would um you would only own one. And I'm, obviously, I wasn't rich growing up, and you weren't rich growing up, so obviously we never owned one. So, um, and so basically, they took the hardware from the arcade machine because originally it was an arcade machine. And they just took that mm -hmm. and they put it in into the home console, and then they made different cartridges for the home console to separate from the cartridges for the arcade machine. So. Oh. Okay. And and it's a fight, and that system is a fighting game, like, like uh, what's the word? A, fight, a fighting game's wet dream. Yeah, like like if you like fighting games, you're gonna love that thing. What is it again called? An, an NES what? No, no, it's called SNK Neo Geo. An SNK Neo Geo. I'll have to talk to my friend about this. Because, like, my out-of-convention friends, they're big fighting game addicts. So I think, like, he might splurge with that. I'm pretty sure he knows about it if he's a fighting game fanatic. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'll ask him later after this, actually. Like I am gonna, I think I am planning on seeing him after this interview, after this um, podcast. If um, one thing, one thing I want, I want to remind you though, if you if you're planning, if you want to get one, don't try to go for the real hardware because you you can never afford it. I'm just telling you right now, you, you flat out can't afford it because it's too expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they made an alternative to that where you can where they sell this thing called the Neo Geo Mini, and it's basically a a. Uh, it looks like a mini arcade. It looks like a mini arcade machine. It has a little screen on it with with buttons and a joystick, with games preloaded into it, and mm -hmm. and if you can, if you can find it, at, it's probably hopefully at a reasonable price. Um, they sell a Christmas edition, which has all the games from the the Japanese and the European version, and all the games from the American. What's that? Really. Yeah, it has all the games from the from the American version and the Jap and the European version, and they put them all together to make it forty eight games. 
And so and it looks like Christmas because it's all red and gold and all that stuff. But still, 48 games, can't go wrong. I might have to look into it. Like, I might have to invest in that. I have the American. It does sound interesting. It does sound a little like my gaming cup of tea because like I don't have a console because I don't have a console yet. Like I still have yet to buy my PS4 and Xbox. Or no, I still have yet to buy a PS4, so right now I haven't been doing any gaming lately. Okay. Which kinda suck which kinda sucks because I'm like I wanna get into it. I still have yet to play the new Kingdom Hearts and I still have yet to like play um the new Spyro Reignited or game out yet? The Crash Tag Team Racing? Yeah, that's out. Yeah, that came out. That's out already. Yeah, because I can, I can, I can send you, I can send you a link to the uh, Neo Geo Mini thing if you want. Yeah, I'll take a look. So, um, so yeah, I mean. I, I know I, I if you want to I mean like if you want to end it off by talking about My Hero Academia without spoiling it for me you we you can totally do that yeah, if you I want to end it off on that. that. I have not seen I have not seen like the middle section of season three yet like I'm actually behind behind like the last like the last episode I was a part of yeah I'm not gonna say but anyways like if you want me to talk about My Hero Academia I could totally do it. Um, I mean, it's your, sta- um, it's your standard story, but it's still impactful with like beautiful, beautifully colored characters. One of the most beautiful things about it is once you get into the se- once you get like into the series, you don't feel okay. So who's the main character? You kind of feel, hey, I like these, I like these different arrays of characters in their own different and unique way yeah. that I don't mind that I don't mind like shying away from the main character himself. So that's kind of like the beautiful part about it. Uh, what else I love about My Hero Academia is, well, besides the colorful array of characters, like that's the only reason why people cosplay them because they're divergent characters. A lot of people can, a lot of people can cosplay whoever they want for them rather than just focus on the main character. Yeah. You, but have you ever played the game yet? I have not yet. The game's really good. Oh really? Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, remember, um, how do I explain it? You, you remember the old Dragon Ball games, the old Dragon Ball fighting games, where oh, yeah. it's kind of like that, but except you you can't you can't float in the air like a Dragon Ball character. You wanna bet? Play Ochako Uraraka and find out for yourself. If so, help me. If they got rid of that like floaty stuff from her, I'm gonna be so sad. Well, I mean, you can jump, and I mean, you can jump in the game, and you can get you jump pretty high, but it's not like you can you're like you can stay in the air and float in the air like in Dragon Ball. Dang. But you, but uh, but like it's it's a really good game. I mean, like I I, I won my first fight in five rounds in the game right when I bought it, so that knows I'm so that knows that I'm pretty good. Um, my boy is Deku. Just saying. You mean boy Deku? Yeah, my boy. <laughs> if uh, I were to try to main, if I were to try to main somebody from that game, I would definitely try to main like Kirishima or maybe Bakugo. They're, I think they're both in the game. I think all the characters yeah, they, are on. They both are. They both are. Like, I know it, but the thing about it is, 
I think their playing style, it doesn't match. I think their playing style is, they don't match my playing style because I'm more of a zoner, far back line, but it'd also be nice to try something different. Like, to me, I'd probably, like, to me, I probably know I would main, like, I don't know, someone good with projectiles, someone good with projectiles. Um, I think I know I'd main Ochako well. I think I know I probably main, like, either Ochako or uh, who else is a really zone character? Is Mina Ashido in this game? Who, what is she, what does he or she look like? She's pink. Nothing but pink. Like, does she have hair? Yeah. She pink the- hair, pink skin, yellow horns. Like, because she'd probably be, like, that zoning character. If not, then, eh. Hold on, let me look at the back of the box. Mm. I don't see her. Dang it, she's out of the game. Well, I'm I mean, I mean she, she may be the secret character I haven't unlocked yet, but... Dang. I don't know. Well, anyway, like, if you have any time, I actually do recommend the anime. I'm, no, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it, seriously. But, like, I, I want to get all these Beyblade DVDs first and complete my Beyblade collection and then buy the My Hero and then buy all the yeah. Metabots. Beyblade. Old anime we're going back to in the conversation. All right. But have a minute. But have a no. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm jumping subjects. But um. No, no. All G, all G. Like I did that like all the time during my podcast, anyways, because I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. Oh wait, what were we talking about again? <laughs> oh wait, have you ever watched Metabots? Metabots. It sounds familiar. I'm just going to go to my phone and Google it very quickly. Let's see. Okay, Meta. But I'm pretty sure you had. Like it sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. Oh, oh, oh! I remember this one. I remember like the anime vaguely. All I remember was that. All I remember is like the yellow robot. That I remember. Why? What about it? Um, the the good thing about it is, is that they released all the episodes in twelve volumes. Um, by Nevada or Nirvana or whatever, whoever the company's called. Um, but Shout Factory put the first season on DVD, um, only the first season because because they didn't make the other ones because they didn't sell well. But um, but Shout Factory put the first season on DVD and it's extremely hard to find because I tried to find it. I I tell you, and it's hard. And um, and so the cheapest route to find all these episodes, if you want to watch it, is get all twelve volumes of the of the series. Hmm. Okay. Like, do you like? So I take it you remember like Metabots, like a G, right? Well, like, like you remember, like you remember watching it or something like that. Yeah, I, I used to watch it when I was little. I haven't watched it like I feel like since. I I don't even remember the last time I watched the anime, like an episode of it. It probably was yeah. when I was little. Like same here, actually. The funny thing about it is. Because of, like, me, I haven't been revisiting some animes lately. I have not been revisiting some animes lately. Like, the only animes I remember re-watching was Witchblade. Yeah. Um, Ghost Stories, again, but, you know, they always say, like, so many jokes that some, t- some, pump- that some people usually miss. But Ghost Stories and, like the, like, the English dub. And this isn't an anime, but I, but I have watched it. 
and I remember watching it. I rewatched it again. Um, Batman Beyond, actually. Yeah. Oh wait, was oh yeah, that was that uh, that that take on Batman that was supposed to be futuristic, yeah. right? Yeah, the future of Bat, the future Batman. What's it? It was like what they call the DC the DCAU, the alternate universe. Was it wasn't John DiMaggio the Joker in the uh, in the movie that they made for that? I think so, actually, yeah. Because I remember they because I remember they made that sort of movie that I still have yet I still have yet to watch, but I want to rewatch it again. What? Because it was called Under the Red Hood, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. John DiMaggio is in that movie. I know that. Mm-hmm. He's funny though. If you ever if you ever heard his stuff, he is he is a funny guy. <laughs> I don't keep up with voice actors, but just for the sake that you say John DiMaggio, I might have to take a look at him. He is funny. No, seriously, like, like, like if you if you want just his comedy stuff, there's very few of it. But on YouTube, if you put Red Johnny and the Round Guy, he's on there as a inner stick of being a comedy act, and then all the rest of the stuff is in his panels. I cannot. I okay. Then I cannot wait for that. I'll definitely go. I'll definitely like see if I can find it on YouTube later. Yeah. Um. So, um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Because because um, I I don't know how much time you have, and I don't want to waste too much of your time. And no, no, you're not. Um, I'm actually about set to go because I actually do have to like adult stuff. Like after this vlog, I have to like I still haven't eaten yet, and I actually have to see about my I actually have to see about this job interview catch up because Jamel actually because Kuya actually like recommended me to Paylocity to work for them and I cannot wait for that because cosplays are not cheap you know <laughs> yeah Kuya so, I mean I, I heard about the Kuya thing but why don't you just call him Jamel <laughs> I don't know like it's habit it's like I usually call people by their nicknames by their cosplay names from time to time just because some people want to like hide their identity. Like, I know, like, I hate being called Anthony in conventions by random people just because, like, then that means I'm forced to know them. Like, if they call me Sweetie, then I'm like, okay, you're a fan. I remember. I, I'm gonna try my best to remember you. But when they call me Anthony, I'm just like, oh god, I'm pressured to remember them. <laughs> so I'm gonna go do my. I'm gonna go do my busy things. Um, thank you so much for this. Thank you so much for the blog. So much <clears throat> for everything. No problem. So. So um, you want you want to uh, put your things out there, and then I'll tell you my things, so you can follow me, and everyone can follow me. Yeah, definitely. Um, my Instagram is sweet three toxic, and so is my TikTok. My Facebook is sweet dash e toxic cosplay and drag, and that's probably all the social media I can give. All right. So where can we find this? So where can we find this vlog? For me, you, you can follow me on Twitter at NostalgiaVamp. You can follow me on Facebook at Facebook at, at CyberTimeBite. There we go. And it, and you can pick up my merchandise at Rebel, RedBubble.com where even you know that the Spork is the most powerful of them all. <laughs> and, and you can find this podcast and basically... Anywhere where you can find Wabi because I'm pretty sure I'm at the, I'm in there I'm in their same circle of spaces where you can find them probably. Same. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, 
thank you for uh, thank you for coming on. It was, it was I had a great conversation. An hour and thirty eight minutes exactly of great conversation, and 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 for and for this episode, I will see you all next time. This is Sweetie Toxic saying, stay sweet. <laughs>